Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Hayden with Hill Pursuit. This is episode 82 of the podcast, and this is back-to-back episodes of all Ken Rogers. If you don't know, Ken just completed his first ever Ironman um, out in California, full distance, 140.6. I want to tell you how he did so bad. Um, A lot of you tracked him. I want to tell you his finishing time. I want to tell you exactly what he thinks about this race, the training, everything. But to be honest, he gives incredible insight um, throughout every aspect of this race, every aspect of his training. And I don't want to spoil it for you. A lot of you, you know, we talk about Ken a lot. We joke around like Ken's some kind of freak athlete. He is. Okay. He is. But to put it in his own words, he's not a cyborg. He did a lot of things very, very um, meticulously to, to get to where he got. Um, and that's exactly the case with this race. So, um, you know, frankly, you need to listen to every, every second of this episode. Um, one of the best pieces of insight comes at the very end or near the very end of this episode. Um, when Ken gives one, two, three, four, five key points, um, or key take-home points about the entire process. Um, of training, of performing on race day. And as you know, Ken Rogers is one of our nutrition coaches at Hill Pursuit. So he gives a lot of great insight uh, into intra-race nutrition. And I'll be completely honest, as he was saying it, we, we signed off of the, 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 the podcast and we had a little talk afterwards. As he was saying it, I felt like a lot of people needed to hear it. And a lot of people need to be using Ken as a resource for intra-race nutrition. Not something you do the first time on race day. You're practicing this. He talks to that. He talks to that uh, practice. You're practicing this many, many times before race day. Um, Please listen to every second of this episode. I I guarantee you'll get at least one nugget from this episode. It's a great episode. Very, very insightful. Specifically, of course, everything, right? But specifically for his intra-race nutrition strategy and please reach out to him as well because he's a resource as part of the hill pursuit one of our nutrition coaches reach out to him he will help you he will develop something for you to to kind of take that guesswork out of what that's like so you don't do what we we refer to in 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 the show today you don't hit the wall okay um that's a huge huge benefit to working with someone like ken so i'm gonna stop talking already but Reach out to, to I put all of Ken's contact in, info into the show notes, but if you want to reach out to me, find me He'll, at Hill Pursuit for any of the socials, um, hillpursuit at gmail.com. Um, of course, you can find the the website as well, just hillpursuit.com. This is episode 82 of the podcast. Enjoy the show. What's up, Iron Man? Hey, dude. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Oh, man. You got to be feeling great. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I have. Uh, well, minus, well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, minus the fact that I got a little bit of cold after the uh, after the race. But after the race, I felt fine. A few days yeah. afterwards, I definitely fell down with a little something. But, you know, that stuff happens. You know, new system, a little compromise, a little cold, and all that stuff during the race. Maybe that was something to do with it, too. But this one. You broke up a little bit. I, I think I heard you say immune system compromised a little bit right after. 
Yeah, uh, you can hear me fine now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, sorry, I'm get my Wi-Fi. But uh, yeah, so long story short, immune system is fine. Uh, finally bouncing back now, which is cool. And uh, yeah, feeling good now. It's incredible. We're getting a full recap though, so don't don't think that that's all your. <laughs> I know, I know. Because yeah, you're very humble, and if people are listening, um, this was Ken's first ever Ironman attempt we'll call it an attempt but you know completely in my opinion looked like you executed very very well sub 12 hours first ever attempt is I mean no joke in my opinion so huge congrats I know that we had a bunch of people tracking you not everybody I don't know if you had people reach out to you but I had some people reach out to me who didn't have your number they didn't really ask for it to like want that they wanted to say congrats but they just told me they were tracking you like a handful of people, probably, you know, single digits, nothing like wild, but I did have some people reach out and say, Holy cow, it's first ever Ironman under 12, you know, awesome. So people were definitely following you, dude. And, you know, I, I know Grace sent me a couple texts, which was awesome to see you and see you looking good and looking strong and of course having fun. So dude, take us through the day. I mean, you had, it looked looked like you had an epic day. Just start, start from the top, man. And just, just uh, give us give us the incredible story that is your first ever Ironman under twelve hours. Uh, so well, first thing I'll start with, I guess, is that uh, I guess I'll start with the day before. The day before was very chill. Um, all the check-in stuff went well. They were extremely organized with the event. Um, <clears throat> at no point did I feel like rushed or anxious about anything, which was awesome. Uh, Good. Just a very nice, chill day. Uh, we hung out in the hotel room, and Grace and I were both cracking up, like, just laying there in the hotel room, you know, just hanging out. I was just like, dude, I don't think we ever do this, you know, yeah. where we just, like, sit. Like, even on weekends and stuff where we don't have a lot going on, there's always something to do, right? So whether it's family or friends or whatever, we're always staying busy, so it's cool just, like, doing nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so the day before, you know. So, wait, real minutes. quick, real yeah. quick. Just interject real quick. That just means yeah. – if you want another day like that, you have to register for another Ironman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's like the only time that you're really going to find me like resting. Right. Yes, right. Because uh, I don't know if it's like anxious energy or ADHD or what, but like, it's hard for me to sit still like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the whole day beforehand went great. Um, the night before, you know, everybody gets a little bit anxious with like sleeping and whatever else, but uh, I have a couple of ways to kind of, you know, calm myself down and kind of get my headspace right. Like, when it comes to like pre-race stuff, so I know she was sleeping. I fell asleep, dude. I was thinking I was in bed by like eight. Yeah. I fell asleep by like eight thirty. So wait, um, tell us, tell us how. Yeah. Like, what do you do to calm yourself down and fall asleep? Well, I mean, I think what a lot of people need to do. Uh, this honestly can revolve around a lot of other things outside of like athletic endeavors, but just like you know, any hard thing that you have coming up, just like visualize yourself like standing there, put yourself in that place beforehand. Uh, take some of the guesswork out, whether it's like, you know, I walked around, I uh, saw the entire event, uh, saw most of the, where the bike ride was going to be taking place. Uh, for me personally, I was super anxious about the swim just because, you know, I haven't done a lot of open water swimming. I haven't done a triathlon before. Um, I didn't know what the transitions were going to look like. So like just being able to go throughout the day and just like visually putting myself like in the spots that I was going to be in, um, the day before really put me at peace with like, you know, going into the event because like the last, uh, the last podcast that we did, we obviously talked about the physical training side of things. 
I knew I couldn't get in better shape, obviously, in a week. So really all I wanted to do was just like make sure that I checked all the boxes, you know, make sure that I had all my stuff prior, um, yeah. make sure that I knew I had like a little plan going into transitions and how I wanted to feel getting out of them, which I did go a little bit slow. But I did that on purpose, just knowing that it was my first race. Absolutely. Uh, I I, yeah, I was, I, yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. But I saw yeah. that. And I was like, I was like, he's completely fine. He, you know, he probably did this on purpose. But anyway, continue. Yeah. Yeah, so that was be like the main thing, I guess, just to stay calm before you go to sleep. I mean, whether you want to take like melatonin or other sleep aids, you can do mm -hmm, that obviously mm -hmm. too. But you know, just like that saying, um, if you do decide to take some type of sleep aid, make sure that you do it before you have to race so you don't wake up feeling groggy and tired, whatever. Um, so great night of sleep. Uh, woke up the next morning feeling refreshed. Uh, really wasn't like anxious or worried about anything. Um, but. Uh, so yeah, normal morning, uh, you know, front loaded a bunch of carbs in the morning, just some bagels and easy stuff to digest. I uh, got to the first transition or the transition position around like probably 445 with plenty of time to set up all this stuff. Like I said, the race was super uh, organized and there was lots of volunteers helping. Um, I got onto the bus probably around like 515, 530 to go to the swim, which nice. I'll say this dude. Uh, the funny part that I've associated school buses with is that, like, they're always linked to, like, the hardest things I've ever had to do, which is, like, <laughs> you hop on a school bus, and that means you're going somewhere terrible, because, like, pretty much anything that you do, like, in the military, and I don't have, like, a super extensive background with that stuff, but, like, they always, like, send you, like, trans via school bus, so, like, you're going to this, like, crappy school or this, like, crappy thing, it's always on a school bus, so I'm, like, it's oh, like a bad, <laughs> it's like a bad yeah. moment, <laughs> you're yeah, like, oh, so, like, oh, Please don't let this be a bad sign for the day. Yeah. yeah. So, like, no, it was cool, man. I mean, the other thing I'll say, too, uh, was um, everybody at this event was super nice. Uh, I'm a very talkative person. So, like, you know, I like talking to random people and getting to know them and get a little bit of insight. So, the dude that sat next to the bus, which, by the way, I tracked that guy. That guy freaking flew. Uh, his name was uh, Andre something. He was, like, a Russian guy. I talked to him the whole bus right there, showed up to the swim, uh, you know, just relaxed. So one thing I'll say too, and uh, my old wrestling coach used to give uh, myself and a couple other guys on my team crap for this was, I mean, the swim didn't start until for me until like 7.30, you know? So yeah. I was like, dude, I'm not, I'm not putting on my wetsuit. You know, some people can do that if they want to. But I was like, I'm not putting this thing on. I'm not warming up or doing anything until, you know, 15, 20 minutes before the event. And some people feel anxious, but it's like, dude, you're going to be moving all day. So just try and sit, chill, and yeah. relax. Yeah, yeah. You need to um so yeah before the swim just hung out uh nothing crazy went to the bathroom ate some food beforehand had like a little gel uh it took like a very minor amount of caffeine just to wake up a little bit and just see how my stomach was going to handle it and then uh yeah the next thing i know dude you know you're just stepping up to the line uh walked in jumped into the water and then just got after it it was uh <laughs> i'd be lying if i said i wasn't a little bit anxious going into the water but after about like five, six minutes, I, you know, kind of got into my pace. The two things that I told myself going into the swim, and I think this might help a little bit, a little, this might help out a little bit for other people as well, was just think about my breath and my sighting. And those are the only two things that I thought about the entire time during the swim. You just try and stay like single-minded focused the whole time and like not think about like getting to the finish line. And dude, it was like so weird. It was like one second I jumped in the water and then I got this overwhelming, like, anxious feeling, and then it kind of, you know, went away. And then, you know, after the first five minutes, it was, like, five minutes, and then I was at the finish line. 
It was like super weird. Um, didn't get yeah, kicked yeah. in the head or anything crazy like that. Uh, this one felt really easy, honestly. Um, I was honestly surprised surprise when I got out of the water. Uh, yeah, dude, your uh, your pace in the water. I mean, I know it's open water. I know, you know, whatever. Your pace just was like astronomical. It seemed. Did it feel like yeah. that when you were doing it? Like how you know you um, said the swim felt easy. That's incredible. Um, yeah. I came out and I was I was like, I kind of knew you'd be fast, faster than what you know you, you know you trained, but I, I definitely was not expecting that. So I was like crossing my fingers that you didn't like overdo the swim a little bit. So yeah. how'd you feel? You know, Grace told me you felt incredible. That's awesome. But yeah. uh, how do you feel when you came out and you saw what was it like mid one twenties or one twenty pace or something ridiculously fast? Yeah, I mean, I got out of the water and I was just like, I just sat there and I looked out of my watch and I was like, wait, what did I like? I thought yeah. I honestly started the timer wrong, but I was like, dude, you could have started. This. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. I'm not yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not like the type of dude that's gonna brag about it or whatever. I was just very happy about it. Um, I think it obviously probably had to do a little bit with the. Uh, the wetsuit, the buoyancy, and all that stuff. Too, sure, because, sure, like, sure. I am a short, stocky person. I'm not meant to float super well, so I think that did help. Yeah, but um, still, dude, that was – I mean, even with the wetsuit, dude, that's flying. That's flying. You had a, yeah. great, you had a great swim. Yeah, so I got out of the water. Um, I really didn't know how to, I would feel getting out just because, like, the couple times that, you know, we did hit this distance, I felt a little bit, you know, lightheaded out of it, whatever. But, dude, I got out of the water, and I was like – I feel fine. I mean, like, my lats were a little bit blown up and stuff because, like, you know, I'm obviously not super efficient at swimming. Um, but I was like, I don't need my lats for the rest of the day. I'll be fine. Um, <laughs> right. So no, more pull, the, no pull ups. Yeah, no more. No. <laughs> well, like I said, dude, you know, I was just like, you know, worst comes to worst and, you know, all else fails. I know I can kind of muscle my way through this, but thankfully, I didn't yeah. need to. Um, I got up to T1. I knew where all my stuff was. Uh, I went obviously very slow during T1 in comparison to probably some other people, but you know, I just wanted to, you know, take the race one piece by one piece. Wanted to move slow. Wanted to go into each event feeling good. Uh, so T1 walked out feeling great. Uh, hopped on the bike, and I know I said on the last podcast that I didn't have anything necessarily wrong with me, but I was dealing with a little bit of a lower back pain, which was weird because that started happening on. I think it was Wednesday, and I think we did the podcast on Tuesday, where, and this isn't an excuse for anything, I'm just, you know, obviously going over everything, but I couldn't really get into, like, a decent narrow position on my bike, so it's kind of, like, upright a lot of the time, which I think reflected a little bit on the bike, but the bike course still felt good. Um, good. Didn't really have a ton of issues there. It did rain, which, like, I think it's funny because, you know, uh, people will complain about anything, right? It's like, dude... It's raining, you know, I'll take rain and a little bit of cold, you know, over 90 degrees and second, it's California. Like, yeah. although one day that you get bad weather in California, you're going to cry about it. It's like, <laughs> control the things that you can control, right? Yeah. And just deal with yeah. the rest of the crap when it comes along. Um, really, my only two goals with the bike were, well, I guess a couple things. Obviously, first thing is not crash because it was raining. Uh, make sure I stayed on top of my fueling so that when I got into the run, I'd feel good. And then the last thing was just not overstretching or doing anything weird with my lower back, just to make sure I didn't obviously hurt myself. Um, got done with the bike. I think it was around like six, like six twenty, which is obviously yeah. a little bit slower, but I felt really good going into the run. Dude, take uh, us through, take us through some of the bike. Like, did you have any like issues at at like aid stations or like did you 
at any point were you like feeling ready to like throw your bike over a cliff like you were just ready to be off of it you know sometimes you hear this stuff and it's like oh jesus is just dragging on and dragging on or you know how how was the bike ride for you because you did you you executed like a very efficient i would say efficient bike ride like you were certainly capable of much faster but i think the way that you rode the bike put put yourself into a great position to like run a very com- like a competitive marathon in general let alone within an ironman so talk us through some of the bike like how were the aid stations you know how was it mentally did it mess with you at all were you ready to give it away to the closest person at the end of the race <laughs> uh honestly the aid stations were uh they weren't bad i mean you know people say on the sides you know hand me water yeah whatever else um the only thing that was a little bit annoying, I guess, about the uh, aid stations were that, like, you know, people weren't really, like, calling out or marking, like, when they were going to slow down and stop. So, like, you know, you kind of got stuck, like, drafting somebody or basically, like, to sure. hit someone. Um, but I think that's pretty typical, I'm guessing, with these races. Mm. Uh, they were pretty good with that. Um, thankfully, I brought a lot of food and water with me, so I didn't have to stop a whole bunch at those aid yeah. stations. Um what else mechanical issues on my bike i really only had two things which thankfully you know at this race people are pretty sweet and nice uh some guy that was uh passing me on the left hand side had mentioned that he heard something on the back of my bike where i thought it was the uh um you know the stickers that you place on the back of your bike where yeah yeah your your bin number um i noticed that i kind of fallen off my bike slightly so i I thought that was what was hitting my uh my pedal but what it actually was is that i guess um Either when I hopped over like a little bump or hit something, um, my rear brake actually was like hitting my wheel and like pushing uh, my wheel, which I didn't notice that until like probably about like 40, 50 miles in. I obviously don't know how that impacted like my speed or any of that stuff because like, you know, I already thought I was going to be going slow. Um, hmm. So that was really the only issue that I had with my bike. I like pull over to the side, you know, loosened up a little bit, just rode the rest of the ride without a rear brake because I was like, screw it. I was yep. like, hopefully I don't have to slow down too quickly, you know, go over top of my handlebars or anything else. But uh, that only slowed me down for maybe like three to five minutes. So it really wasn't that big of a deal. Um, I thought I did enough maintenance on my bike beforehand and watched them on YouTube, but you know, things always happen. I'm just happy I didn't get a flat and my chain didn't fly off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, the course itself was pretty, honestly, pretty easy. Uh, the wind going out was bad. Um, just because, you know, you're obviously going to have some headwind at some point. Um, it was way worse than they made it seem, uh, because I think the day prior they were calling for like five and seven, but like it started storming and raining. Um, so the headwind was definitely worse coming out and easy coming back. Gotcha. Uh, the, the down and back was a little bit annoying. You know, I prefer like down and then back and then you're done, obviously mentally. But, uh, I knew that if you could get through the second length, like going out that comes back would be easy. So uh, mentally though, like I didn't really have any issues with like the whole like I want to throw my bike off the side or <laughs> boring monotonous stuff. I guess yeah. before my life, and, uh, most of my uh, most of like my long training was on like a on my balcony in my apartment complex, yeah. staring at a wall that was like two feet in front of me. So if I could stare at a wall for five or six hours on a bike, then I can definitely sit on a road and like stare yeah. at like some, you know, wilderness or, you know, yeah, absolutely, dude. it was pretty, it, like I said, mentally, it was just like, I don't want to make it sound like this whole thing was easy, but like 
mentally at no point that I feel like tired or like bogged down about anything or like woe is me type of thing. I was like smiling the whole time and super happy about the whole thing. Um, and yeah, when I got done with the bike dude, I was like, well, this is over because I yeah. knew that the second that I got back to the bike and I, I stopped to go to the bathroom real quick. And as soon as I started walking, I was like, I still got my legs that are neatly, so this run's going to be easy. Uh, I took, so I'll start with the transition, I guess, before I get too far ahead of myself. Uh, T2, real real quick, gonna, real quick. Yeah. Just yeah. in case people, just in case people didn't hear you, you just said you got off the bike and said to yourself, this run is going to be easy. Yeah. So I just wanted people to hear that. <laughs> well, it's just like, I don't know, man. It's just like, I knew that honestly going this whole thing that running was the most uh, comfortable modality for me just because I have done a lot of races. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Before. Um, and I knew that like, regardless of how crappy my legs were going to feel like they're going to run that like, if I can, I found out during this training that I eat food and drink water that I could basically feel like I could run forever. Cause like discomfort and like, you know, cramping and all those other things. And like when people say that they hit the wall on runs, I don't really think people actually get a wall mentally. I think it's just that when your blood sugar drops so low because you, you start to make these like little, uh, how do I say this, like mental compromises when it comes to food where it's like, oh, I'm having a little bit of GI distress or I'm having a little bit of discomfort with my stomach. I need to stop eating, give myself a break. Where if you do that for an hour, then you're in this huge caloric deficit and yeah. you know, that goes on and then, you know, your blood sugar tanks and then as soon as your blood sugar tanks, you feel like you can't do anything else and then mentally you're like broken. Um, but regardless of how my, my stomach felt during the entire race, uh, which I have like very little GI issues until I'll get to that part later. Um, so I had like literally no GI issues. Um, yeah. So before I started the race or before I started the run, went to the bathroom, hopped out, got done with T2. I actually, this is sound weird, but I actually wanted to run the first mile relatively fast uh, just to see where my legs were. So I think I ran like an eight something, like an 813, uh, mm -hmm. like first mile. Then I kind of cruised back down to like the, what was it, like mid nines. And I was like, okay, yeah. still got the legs. Everything feels good. Um, the eight stations for the run were super easy. The only thing that I'll just have to say about the run, because honestly it was a pretty easy run course, um, that was a little bit annoying, was that it wasn't very well like illuminated. Um, and then the second thing was too, is that like some of the, uh, I guess you would say like paths to themselves were pretty narrow with like a lot of people mm -hmm. standing on the sides and like it wasn't very, um, wasn't very organized with like where you were even actually supposed to go almost like it was weird. It's weird to say it, but like you got to like mile two and you're like, oh, I didn't even realize that I finished mile one type of thing because like certain things uh, label correctly or certain, certain things are a little strange and then, like you have like people like sitting there like telling you to go right and you're like do I actually need to go right like do you oh, man. laugh along type of thing but uh, once again control things you can not you know what other people are doing and I know that those people are obviously volunteering so it's like those people are getting money or getting paid money to do this stuff so uh, I'm not going to you know get mad at them for what they're doing no, right, right. Um, but uh, yeah dude the run Super, super fun. Uh, I think it was around like mile 10 or 11. Uh, so this would have been like maybe, what would that have been, like 4.30, 5 o'clock or something like that. You know, it starts getting a little bit colder. Uh, it starts getting a little bit dark, which I mean, for uh, Sacramento, California, you know, October for it to get down to like the 60s, like like uh, high 50s is pretty cold. Yeah. Um, so like this is going to sound strange, but like when you 
uh, I know you wrestled too, but like you know when you you know when you do a sport and it doesn't matter if you wrestle or not, but you really can tell it's wrestling. Um, when you wrestle somebody, you can feel them like giving up, like the person below you, right? It yeah. almost gives you more energy to the point yeah. where like, even if you're even if you're exhausted, you're sick, you man. Of, you're sick. Yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> you're a sick um, So like where you know when it started getting cold and it started getting rainy and like I was like passing all these people and like people started to walk and stuff, you know. Um it kind of like fed me almost in a yeah. weird way because I was just like, you know, uh I'm gonna kind of steal this from somebody and not uh I'm not say this, but um, you know, in my head I'm like, oh now the race is actually starting, you know, like where starts getting cold, a little bit uncomfortable, and then, like, I actually started running faster because I started seeing people, like, get into their heads and get a little bit, like, you know, absolutely feel sorry for themselves type of thing. So, like, mentally for the run, dude, it was just, like, I would like to say that it was hard at some point, but it didn't really feel hard at all. Um, the last six miles, I felt like I could have ran, like, a sun heat if I needed to. Um, the only time on the run, I guess you could say that I did feel uncomfortable was mile 25, 25, um, mile 25. And not because of the running, um, but because, uh, <laughs> um, my stomach did start to fail me at mile 25. Um, I looked down at my watch and I was trying to do the math in my head for when I started or whatever. Um, and I was like, okay, if you want to do a sub 12, then you're not going to have time to go to the bathroom. So, I was yeah. like, okay. I was like, there's porta potties right there. <laughs> And I was like, okay, do you think you can hold this for the next eight minutes? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so then I just freaking hauled I the saw. entire rest of the race. <laughs> the and last I mile. I ran, the I last ran like a seven and yeah. then like a five or something. I did like a straight up sprint for like the last like 0.4 miles or something like that. And I ran like a yeah. 5.13. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> It was just, I don't know, man. It was just, uh, it was a really, really fun day. Um, honestly, like Grace being there and like supporting me and all that stuff was cool too. Um, I don't really have any complaints about everything, anything. Like, you know, obviously, uh, you can always change stuff and, you know, try and, you know, manipulate your training a little bit better and whatever else. But, you know, for this being like my first like triathlon, um, if this being like, you know, my first time ever swimming and like really biking before, like, I, think things went about as good as they could so yeah dude you had a great yeah. day tell us uh give us the overall finishing time just remind me uh i think it was like 11 52 51 or something that's yeah it's not, i know 50 something yeah. so yeah i mean definitely probably would have had time for the for the porta potty stop but <laughs> pushing yeah. it yeah yeah <laughs> you know Nice, dude. Yeah, seven minutes under under the twelve. That's incredible. That's incredible. Um, are you gonna do another one? Mm, I don't know, man. Uh, another full? Probably not anytime soon. Just probably not anytime soon, just because uh, you know, I, res I respect the sport. You know, I know what you need to do. The uh, I know what you need to do to obviously put yourself in a position to not hurt yourself. Which I mean, I don't have any injuries, you know, which is good. Um. Maybe. <laughs> I did like it, man, but it's just like, if I'm being real, like, I know myself and I know, like, the types of fitness things that I like. Um, travel on and, you know, sharing those modal modalities of fitness is cool. And I do like having, uh, I do like having a goal and it was fun, like, branching out and doing something new. Um, but, like, training for a full Ironman again, I don't know if I would do it again. 
Yes. Uh, just because of the time commitment and the uh, um, obviously responsibilities that are coming up for me with you know being a dad and uh, trying to like grow my own business and stuff is going to be a little bit difficult. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if you care about something, you'll make time. And who knows? Maybe I might miss it a little bit more than I think right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see what uh, you know when the season comes back around next year. If you um, get the itch to get back into <laughs> it a little bit, but. Um, yeah, dude, that's, that's a hard one though. I mean, cause when you're, when you're a dad, when you're a parent, whatever, parent, mom, dad, yeah, it's tough because it's like, and I can, you know, I can speak to this a little bit, right? Because I have three, <laughs> anytime you're training, if, if like they're awake, you feel a little guilty, you know, yeah. um, it's important to take care of yourself the whole, uh, um, you know, take care of yourself so you can take care of other people deal. But, you know, you feel a little guilty when you're training and everyone's awake, you know, so I try to do most of mine when everyone's sleeping, but you know, it's, it's, it's never perfect scheduling. Right. So yeah, it's tough. I'm, you know, I'm going to be dealing with that very soon because I'm going to start ramping things up towards Placid, but um, it's a really great point. And, you know, a lot of people do it. So, you know, I'm assuming that a lot of people make it work and, find the time and hopefully don't feel too guilty but you know you're, as a parent you're going to deal with that a little bit so yeah um, but you know yeah um <clears throat> what uh what hurt the most the next day or two days you want the honest answer <laughs> yeah go ahead you sick freak uh nothing let me guess let me guess nothing well i mean honestly the only thing that really hurt me was showering <laughs> chafing stuff Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was pretty much. I mean, like, yeah, I'm a sore dude. Like, my quads are a little bit like beat up, or whatever else. But like, uh, no knee pain. Uh, yeah, no issues before. I mean, I've honestly been more sore than that before in my legs. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, everything felt fine. I mean, like, I was probably completely fine by like, uh, what was that? Like, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, I think. Yeah. Or how um. How sick did you get? It sounds like you're still a little sniffly. You recovering a little? I, uh, dude, this is gonna sound weird, but like, I always seem to get some type of like upper respiratory like infection thing around this time of year. Like the same thing happened to me last okay. year. Like, whenever, whenever I run myself pretty thin, like whether it's from like overworking and not sleeping enough, and still training too hard, whatever. Um, my body always likes to, you know, kind of poke at me a little bit and be like, hey. Yeah. You know, you're overreaching a little bit, and like, I don't know if it was that in combination with like, you know, the uh, the varying temperatures of the race, you know, being cold, yeah. and hot, whatever. Um, but yeah, I feel I feel better today. Yesterday, I actually, still didn't feel super hot. Um, but I think it's just mostly like uh, respiratory stuff and uh, congestion. So no, like crazy, like flu fever or whatever. Just like nice. feel a little feel a little rundown. Um, but you know. I think it should be fine probably by hundred percent fine probably sometime next week. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's, that's not uncommon after a big effort. Like you just said, it could be a yeah. big effort. It could be a hard workout or a hard handful of workouts like combined and you're not recovering right. Your sleep is off. Your fuel is off something small and your body, you know, just like you said earlier, your immune function, just you have this like open window where something could attack you. And if it does, you're going to be dealing with something It's very, very common that happened to me and actually a handful of my friends after a race out in Western PA in August. Um, 
I'm dealing with a little bit right now, not from anything I don't think other than my kids bringing something home. But yeah, dude, very, very common after a hard race effort or just like, like you said, like a handful of hard days or hard work days or a couple weeks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and even for me too, like, uh, and I, I don't know if this is for everybody, but I noticed for myself because like I've done like longer, um, uh, whatever, like high exertion exercise events, uh, for whatever reason for me, I was having a very hard time sleeping, uh, the night of like, I mean, I don't think I got more than like five or six hours, uh, the night after the night I mean. race. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and then like even the next day, because, uh, this takes a lot for me to take off of work. I did take off the next day from work. I didn't move around as much. Uh, I don't know if it's because my body's used to activity or whatever, but like I had another terrible night of sleep and you know, this is like a what was me moment, but it was basically like three days of back to back poor sleep um, after uh, the race. So I think it was a combination of sleep and that because like that even happens to me like, you know, on like a normal work week. If like, I have to wake up at four and you know, I only get like five or six hours of sleep, like, three, four, five days in a row. Mm. Um, that's when I start feeling a little scratches in my throat, or a little bit of congestion. I'm like, okay, I got to try and prioritize some sleep. Yeah. Um, but I think I just kind of fell off the edge a little bit too much uh, with this one. And it's going to take me a little bit longer, but, you know, I'll be fine eventually. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, incredible. Um, thanks for sharing everything. Hopefully there's some nuggets in there for people who are listening or ready to attack a full or considering attacking a full, do you have any like big take home message about like the training process, the race itself, like the experience as your first full distance, like anything, any last like word of advice for anybody? Uh, I think the main thing for any type of event like this is just, you know, confidence that you have going into it. Um, so obviously that falls into like the planning, uh, whether it's, you know, whatever you do with your training programming and obviously, you know, anybody that works with you or anybody over at Victory, if you trust the process and you build this workout to the best of your ability, know that, you know, showing up the race day, you're going to feel fine physically. Then, you know, mentally uh, having a plan, especially when it comes to food, uh, and obviously I'm a little bit biased in saying this, but uh, I think the food is probably where a lot of people do screw up with the stuff. And, it, I, it's a little bit sad when you do hear that because, um, you know, you train so hard for so long, but week on week, on week months on month on month, um, to just kind of underfeel yourself for a day. So just having a set plan in your head, obviously train, um, with the things that you plan on using for the race and just making sure that you stick to that plan, no matter what else, whatever else happens during the race, because there, nothing's going to go perfectly. Um, but do your best to obviously just stay on top of those little things. And, uh, you know, just stay positive, man, because, like, this stuff is just, I don't know about this, like, it's, we're all very lucky to even be able to do this stuff, you know, because, like, I've been hurt in here before, and, you know, there's not a time where I've been hurt that I'm like, I wish I could freaking, I wish I could freaking work out right now, you know, so, and even if you don't like exercising, go get injured and then tell me, you know, how annoying it is not being able to walk or whatever yeah. else. And then I put myself in that spot whenever I start feeling bad about, you know, something I do physically or an event like this. It's like, you could be doing nothing and I would hate doing nothing way more than, you know, how I'm feeling now. So stay positive during races, even if you feel like crap, make a plan and then just trust the process with, uh, with whatever coach you use or um, any other platform. So. Cool, man. Yeah, that's great. Lots of, uh, lots of good 
pieces of advice in there, being consistent, hit your workouts, have the fuel planned, staying positive, trusting the process. That's what I got. And that all is fantastic. I guess just one last question, because this is super important. And I think you're right. A lot of people screw this up. How many times did you practice your exact fueling before the race? And what was the type of workout that you practice that fueling within most frequently? So I would say for most of the, the shorter um, workouts I did, I normally just tried focusing on like my like pre-workout meal, yeah. right? Like yeah. what I would say maybe, like before the swim. Um, shorter workouts, I would focus on that and the post-workout, whatever else. Um, the intra-workout carbohydrates or the intra-workout nutrition, whatever that is for you. Um, I typically did those in like the, you know, hour and a half, two hour plus uh, okay. workouts. That was the run of the bike, obviously not waiting for that long. Um, and just having set timers for yourself so it doesn't become overwhelming. Um, I did, I won't go into the full plan of everything that I did, but it was just basically every single half an hour, I need to be consuming this and that. And then the other thing is though, is just recognizing like how um, your body is feeling throughout the race uh, as in like, if you feel like, you know, maybe there's like an onset of like cramps coming up or whatever else, or like maybe a little bit more issues or if it's hot, uh, over consuming something else, like, you know, maybe like a bone broth that might be a little bit higher in sodium, which is something I started to do because I ran out of sodium pallets during the run, mm -hmm. um, was something that I think eventually did save me uh, during the run just because I was having a little bit of a hamstring, um, like pretty cramped feelings going on. And that comes down to, I guess you'd just say like being in tune with your body, which I think uh, having like, you know, Garmin's and power readers and, uh, you know, to tools to measure um, your workouts and how you're feeling are great. But the problem is with that is that like, I don't think people really can understand like how they're feeling like physically all the time. If you're just relying on numbers, and technology and other things, just because like you can go into a race having all those set perfect numbers and those set carbohydrates and those set things and all your training goes perfect. But then, you know, during a race, um, if you can't monitor how you're feeling in real time and make those adjustments like mid race, then that's when I think people start to hit the wall, I guess is what people call it. So. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Thanks. That's, yeah. that's huge. Yeah, that's huge. All right, sweet. I guess, uh, last thing, that's all I got, man. Last thing, um, give us your contact stuff again. I, you know, obviously if you're listening, Ken's been on plenty of times, um, but give it to us again. I'll throw it in the notes. Progressive strength project on Instagram, uh, Facebook and the progressive strength project 12 at gmail.com. 12 at gmail.com. Got it. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Sweet. Well, dude, congrats again. Um, let me go back to it. 11 51 first ever 140.6 full Ironman, Ironman, California. Awesome, dude. <laughs> just just I, I i'm still somewhat speechless but dude you just ripped it sub 12 um it was awesome tracking you so i know i know a bunch of people were tracking you so um they were definitely excited to hear this episode so appreciate you coming back on giving us um giving us some time but uh you heard ken if you want to reach out um progressive strength project 12 at gmail if you want me hill pursuit at gmail find progressive strength project and hill pursuit on all the socials and this was episode 82 of the podcast thanks for listening and we'll see you next time